If you're in need of some inspiration and motivation, you're going to find it right here and right now. On the podcast today, we have Camille Attell from More Than a Wheelin to share her journey from a 20-year career in corporate America to living in an RV full-time with a travel blog. Stay tuned for more. You're listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back, Rebel Boss Ladies, for another episode. Usually at this point, I'll give you a bio and tell you a little bit more about the guest who's on the show, but I'm actually not going to give you too many details right now because I want our guest, Camille Attell, to tell her story for herself. What I will say is that Camille's story is incredibly inspiring. She and her husband ditched the quote-unquote American dream. They owned a house, had solid jobs, good income coming in, But something didn't feel quite right, and so they made a change. And that change was something that was super risky, really scary, and a lot of people in their lives didn't really understand that transition. But they went for it anyway because that's what felt right to them. So she's going to tell her story, and then she's also going to talk about how she financed her life during that time with remote work and how that transitioned into a business that relies on digital product sales. Of course, we had to tie it into digital products. So without further ado, welcome Camille Attell from More Than a Wheelin'. Hey Camille, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because you have an incredible story. So if you don't mind, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start by asking you to share a little bit about yourself and then we're gonna just dive into your story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So a little bit about myself is I live in an RV uh, with my husband, Bryce. We live in a 32 foot RV and uh, we also have a cat and I run an online business from the road, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And I used to work in corporate America and now work online and I'm an entrepreneur and learning all about that. And we've been to, in a little over two years, we've been to about 32 states We've covered like like twenty eight thousand miles, moving pretty fast. So that's that's it in a nutshell. That's incredible. Okay, so let's start with the corporate America gig uh, because obviously that's where your story kind of starts. Um, so take me back. What what year was this in that you were in that job? Well, I had been at the same company uh, for many years, almost eleven years. I left in July of twenty sixteen. So, and my husband had been there even longer. He had been there almost 20 years at that same company. Um, And then before that, I had been at various companies, but I'd been in corporate America for almost 20, well, at least 20 years, maybe like 21 years before I decided, hey, I'm going to go do something else, which was just a huge, uh, scary decision and one that I never thought I would make. So was there something that shifted, something that triggered you to want to make a change? Yeah, I think probably I've always had a little inkling that I was meant to do something else, but I, you know, I've always chosen the safe route, which was working for someone else, getting a paycheck. It's how my grandparents raised me. They raised me to be all be focused on things like security and safety, but I don't know. I just always had kind of this itch and, but it was untested. And then, um, in 2014, my husband and I got married and we did the whole let's let's buy a house thing, which we did very quickly because we were renting um, from someone. We had to move very fast. They were selling the house. We bought a house really fast, which I would not recommend doing. 
And that house had, uh, within nine weeks, had like a flood. Um, actually, not even nine weeks. Like about a month after we moved in, we had flooding that ruined the whole first floor of that house. We had to move out, move in a hotel. And that just kicked off a couple of years of just feeling really tired. I was getting sick. My husband was getting sick. Um, I don't know. We just sort of like kind of hit a rough patch, I guess in housing issues and trying to drag ourselves to work. And we just weren't really that excited about the work we were doing either, even though we worked for a great company. So I think it just got us thinking like, really, are we going to do this for like 20 more years? Or is this kind of a wake up call that, Hey, it's now or never. If we're going to go figure out something else, we've got to do it now while we still have a little bit of time um, to make a mistake. And so I think it was just a culmination of, of life, really life situations that just woke us up. Wow. Okay. So many questions. So <laughs> you and your husband, Bryce, you guys were on the same page then. Well, it's funny. Um, for many years, I've always threatened to travel full time. I've always been like, yeah, let's quit our jobs and travel. And he's just laughed at me like you're insane. And then something changed where he was the one who was like, you know what? I just feel like we've got to do something else. And by that point I was in a new job um, that I really enjoyed. And I was like, now, now you want to do this. So we had kind of swapped roles, I guess. Um, but it doesn't take much for me. You can light a match under me and I'm, I'm pretty quick to just be like, yeah, let's, you know, let's do this. So um, yeah, we, we ultimately got on the same page. Okay. That's great. So, so walk us through kind of like the thought process and, and, what you did when you decided, okay, we're going to make this change. Let's make it happen. Like what were the steps that you took after that decision? Yeah. And it was a lot of steps because we, you know, like I said, we owned a home. We were, you know, deeply enmeshed in our jobs. Our family all lived near us. So it was a lot of having to unwind all of that. And like I said, I live in an RV. And so transitioning into working for yourself, plus living in an RV is a really huge mountain to climb. So we actually created a project plan and on our website, more than a Whelan, I actually have that available. It's called the Wanderlust transition plan. I can send you a link, but it literally shows you like all the steps we took to um, make that transition. And it's everything from like, you know, looking for jobs to, you know, what kind of health insurance are we going to get to, how do we buy an RV? How do we book campsites? What do we do about our pets? I mean, it's just kind of like a never ending list of things to consider. And so we just boiled that list down to like our top decisions and then we just made that available. So, um, but it's too many things. Honestly, it's way too many steps to like sit right. here tell you on a podcast. <laughs> no, of course. So, so you and Bryce were on the same page. Um, what about your family and your friends? You mentioned your grandparents were very traditional. So, yes. so what did everyone around you say when you said you were going to make this change? Well, at first, well, my parents were actually really supportive. Um, they were like, yeah, you should go do that. But see, they thought I was traveling for a year. So they were like, yeah, a year, that's great. We didn't really tell them that it was indefinite. <laughs> so at first they were really great about it. And then like as the year started to come up, they were like, well, when are you coming home? I was like, oh, well, we're not. Like this is our lifestyle. This isn't a vacation. This is a life choice. And they were like, oh, no. Like it really dawned on them that we're not going to live seven minutes away anymore. Um, 
Now, our friends, we got mixed reviews. Some friends told us we were crazy because we had really good corporate jobs. Um, and that's not something you typically walk away from, right? Like we had what would, could be described as the American dream. Nice house in Lake Forest, California. Pretty decent jobs, not a terrible commute. But, it was, but we had been doing it for so long. It was like, really, is this it? But so a lot of our friends were like, what about retirement? What about your paycheck? And so they were very worried for us. Mm-hmm. So we got mixed, we got mixed reviews for sure. Okay. Uh, and when you actually quit your job, what was that like? It was, it was bittersweet. I worked for a really good company. I loved my coworkers, but I stopped growing. I mean, I was truly bored. And um, I had been in an internship for two years at that point. And, and when I was done, they were going to put me back in, in old, my old department, which was fine. That was all fine. But none of it excited me. I just wasn't passionate about it. And I was like, I've, I've, got, I've got to challenge myself. So, you know, I left behind a great company um, with great people. But I think sometimes you have to leave comfort zones to go find what it is you're supposed to do. So it was a sad day, but it also, I was, I was pretty excited about it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you mentioned leaving your comfort zone. So what were you and Bryce feeling? I imagine it was like a mixed blend of complete fear and terror, but also (laughs) incredible excitement. Yeah, I think it was really hard for us. Um, you know, like I said, I was raised by my grandparents, very traditional, um, conservative in terms of you know financially conservative people and Bryce too comes from that world and like the idea of giving up a steady income and safety security benefits all of that seemed literally insane um so we had to get over that we had to really challenge ourselves like well okay but we can probably make money again like we could probably get jobs again um we're probably smart enough to figure something out on the road that we can do. Maybe it's not going to pay us as much money, but do we need that? Because when you live this kind of lifestyle, you don't actually need, like when you don't own a home in Lake Forest, California, you actually have more money than you think because, you know, that's like one of the most expensive places to live in the country. So, you know, we just had to really challenge ourselves and think about being more creative and, and what else can we do? Um, We don't, you know, are we going to depend on someone else for our paycheck our whole lives? That's kind of risky if you think about it. You know, since we left, so many people have been laid off at that company. So, you know, that could have been us. We could have been in the same boat anyway. Um, So that's kind of what we had to work through. And sure, it was exciting, but it really was more like the fear, I think, in the beginning until we figured it out. Yeah. So what did you do? You said you you felt like you were probably smart enough to figure out ways to make money on the road. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you do something like that, like, oh, we're going to travel in an RV, everyone says, oh, you should start a blog. You're going to start a blog. And it's like, you just sort of fall into that. Sure. I'll start a blog. But as you know, I mean, you're really starting a business um, or you should be thinking of it that way. And in the beginning I had, I was way in over my head. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, And it just took a while to figure out that if I was ever going to make money from that, I really had to invest in learning and really understanding what it took. So that took some time. And so while I was doing that, I just picked up some freelance gigs. Um, Everything from, I come from the world of corporate training. That's what I did for many, many years. 
So I picked up like a training contract where I helped um, a company build out their training. I did some freelance writing. I did some freelance consulting on people who were building training programs. And most of these things I found in Facebook groups. Like I never went on sites like Upwork or Fiverr or really anything like that. I just networked in my own community and I picked up a lot of work that way. I think I've had like six or seven different freelance jobs while I was building the blog. Okay. Um, so that, that's kind of how I made that all work. Yeah. And I think it's important to note also that you said you're not living in the same place you were living before. So your expenses drastically declined. So while you were finding work through remote opportunities, you also had lesser expenses, which is something that people can implement. Even if you're not going to hit the road in an RV, if you're trying to start a business, cut out some extraneous expenses and find other additional ways to make money at the same time. And the combination of those two is really powerful. Definitely. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. We were spending, I mean, when we lived in, in where we lived before, I think we were, even though we're not like, we don't buy a lot of expensive things. That's like not who we are. We still, there were things we were spending money on that was like, why are we, why are we spending a hundred and something dollars a month on cable TV or whatever? Like, it's just, is that a need? Like, do we even watch that much TV? You know, it's just stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eating out in restaurants, yeah. like kinds of stuff adds up. Yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay. So now let's fast forward a little bit to where you are now. Like, what are you doing? What has changed? What does your life look like on the road? Yeah. So I do, I really don't do any freelancing anymore um, for a combination of reasons. I built the blog up. Um, I wouldn't say our blog is bringing in tons of income. It brings in a little bit of passive income. I've got some affiliate links in there. I sell a few affiliate programs, but what has really helped is building my own product. And the product that I have is called Remote Work 101, Work, Live, and Travel Where You Want. And it's a combination of my experience going through this, but I also have a background in career development. It goes back 20 years, actually, when I used to help folks on welfare get off of welfare and get back into the workforce. Um, and with my corporate training, I've been able to leverage all of that to create this program. And that has really been one of the best things is just owning my own product has brought in enough money that I don't have to keep freelancing. And then I've built a couple of other products in partnership with, with some other um, folks that I know who work online. So that's been my bread and butter um, yeah. <laughs> has been my own product. So, so let me, there's so much stuff. That I have to dig into. Okay. So you mentioned that your blog didn't really bring in tons of income on its own. How long were you trying to make your blog kind of become that income source before you added in a product? You know, not long. I was influenced by, and you know, this person, Liz Wilcox. Um, she was an accountability partner of mine. I, I reached out to her probably like I'd started the blog in November of 2016. And by April of 2017, I was just like in over my head. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not even like truly blogging. I'm just sort of like messing around making pretty things on a website. Cause you get so tunnel visioned into perfectionism. Uh, at least I did. Right. So I reached out to her and I was like, I, you know, I want an accountability partner. We started working together and that's when I learned about like opt-ins and ways to build an audience and all of that. But she really influenced me early on having your own product. And so I didn't really spend as much time on the blog in terms of like 
trying to build up page views and traffic and all the stuff you do with a blog. I just was like, yeah, I'm going to create a product. So I think that influenced me to go right in into a product rather quickly, which I don't know is typical for people, yeah. for bloggers, right? That's probably not typical. I would say, yeah, it's definitely not typical, but it's something that I personally, as you know, recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as you know, I love Liz. Liz has been on the podcast. We're good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of started her product around the same time that I launched my first course. So mm. it's really cool to hear that you took advice from somebody mm-hmm. and just kind of skipped a bunch of steps and started doing that because <laughs> yeah. so many people are spinning wheels, doing things that are not going to work for years and years instead of doing something that could give them that quick win. Yeah, totally agree. I'm really happy I did it. Now I'm going back though and kind of retracing my steps for, okay, now I need to get my website back up because there's opportunities there too. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. They're not as big. I don't think they're as big as building your own product, but it doesn't hurt, right? I've got the website. I might as well fix a few things on it so that I can get the, the passive income coming in as well. Absolutely. Okay. So your course, um, when you decided to make this product. So it sounds like you figured out what you already have expertise in and then that's what you use to create a product. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Yeah. And not only my expertise, but what questions I was getting from the people who read our blog. Yeah. Um, Right. And because I have the story, we have the story of leaving corporate America, starting stuff on our own. I mean, obviously we're getting questions about that. People saying, I want to do that. Or how did you do that? And Um, you know, I'm so happy that I had more than just my own experience. I mean, I actually have a background in this stuff. So it was just like a perfect mesh of things like, Hey, I know a lot about things like how to interview for a job, how to write a resume, um, how to work online. Cause that's a different kind of work really, you know, like how to do a remote interview, how to write a remote resume is actually different than a regular resume. So it's like, I knew all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made sense. And, and, um, and then I did some research on how to actually build an online training program. Cause again, that is different than my background, which was corporate training, which was all in, in person, you know, going right. online is very, very different. I was actually quite intimidated by it. Um, even though I had experience in it, I was still like, Whoa, there's a lot, there's a lot to learn here. Yeah. You're presenting it in a different medium to a different audience. So it was a little bit intimidating for you. Totally. So I love that you blended your own personal experience and training in combination with your audience's questions and needs Mm -hmm. and then filled in the gaps and put a little bow on it. And now you have a product as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is, right? So many people struggle with the coming up with the idea part, but really they just need to take a look at what they already know and what people are already asking them. And then that's an opportunity in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So the process of selling your product, um, how did you go about that with no experience whatsoever in this world? What, what did you do? Like, what was the thought process there? So what I've done so far and what I'm going to do in the future are two different things. Um, so I launched a really messy version of this thing last year, about this time last year, um, as a test. So I'm really big on testing things and working in iterations. So my first iteration was more like kind of just me recording myself talking about some ideas with some slides, really. 
And um, I sold that as part of a product bundle with some friends. Um, so that was good because it really just gave me immediate feedback from people. Like, did they like it? Was I on track? That way I didn't invest tons of time and money um, in something that I didn't know if people would actually want or buy. Mm -hmm. So then the second iteration, I did what's called a pre-sale um, where I actually sold the product before I built it, which I love. I love doing that. It's such a great model because you get income coming in before you actually have to build this product, which can take time. And what I did is I built it uh, or I dripped it out every week to the people who had paid. And all I did on that one is I just emailed the people on my list, which is why I'm a huge believer in building an email list because I didn't buy ads anywhere. I didn't, you know, do any kind of real marketing. I just simply sent emails to my folks and said, this is what I'm doing. Are you interested? And I, I had the, a pretty low price at that point. Um, cause again, it was like a test. It was a second iteration test. Right. And then that really is what helped me figure out and lock down the course. And then all I've done since then truly is just email people. Um, when I want to launch it. And then I also have affiliates who sell it and they either sell it through email or, you know, they have a podcast or they have a YouTube channel. Um, so I've done everything organically. I have no ad spend. However, in 2019, that will all change. I'm definitely going to do real marketing and, you know, buy some Facebook ads and really take it to the next level. Okay, great. No, I love that you have these different iterations because that's something I wish more people did. It sounds like your first iteration was not polished at all, mm -mm. but it still was, you put it out there, which is the most important thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I know, you know, people get so hung up on making the most perfect product, which can take them six months. Right. And but, but then you don't know if it's perfect because you're not getting any eyeballs on it and you're not interacting with people. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And, and you mentioned your pre-sale. Um, would you say that the pre-sale was a success? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a success. Even though, you know, it was low priced at that point. I had priced it at $47. Um, and, but I think I got, I think I sold like about 50. So for me, having never sold anything before online, that felt like a real win. I was like, wow, that's like actual money. <laughs> so and it, and it paid me um, a you know, small little salary to actually build the course. Yeah, so, that's amazing. I mean, that's yeah. $2,000 right there. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's incredible for sure. Thanks. So um, in terms of your email list. Mm -hmm. Any words of advice that you can give to people listening who are absolutely scared out of their minds about email lists? <laughs> <laughs> well, I caught on to email lists kind of late too. I mean, I just wasn't thinking that way. And then I went to a conference and the one thing I took away from the conference was it's so important to have a relationship with the people who are willing to give you their email address. Um, which I hadn't even been doing a huge amount of at that point. So it really made me realize that, gosh, if someone is going to take the time to give me their email address and trust me with their information and be on a list of mine, I really need to invest in that relationship. And I have to say, emailing people and talking directly with the folks who read our blog is my, one of my favorite things to do in, in this online world. I mean, I would much rather do that than like be on Facebook or Instagram or any of the social media channels. It's just a more personal relationship. 
So if people are scared of it, I think just think of it as like making friends. Um, that, or that's how you should think of it in my, in my mind. Completely so, agree. Yeah. I would say always pretend like you're emailing one person mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you're emailing a few, a dozen, a few hundred, a few thousand, just treat yeah. it like you're emailing a friend. And that's yeah, it. totally agree. Okay, great. So tell us a little bit about your course. So anyone, I mean, it's funny because before you do that, I'll tell you that right before we started recording this episode, I have this friend from high school who has been contacting me and asking me about the online world, whatever. Um, <laughs> and she really wants to go into remote work. Uh, and so I'm like, you have to, you have to follow Camille Attell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so I sweet. Sent, I sent her your information. So, so tell our listeners a little bit about what your course is um, and who it helps. Okay. And let me make a really clear distinction for people because I think this is important. My course does not teach people how to build an online business. So let me just put that out there. Like if, if people are listening and they're like, oh, I want to work online and make a blog or, you know, sell e-commerce, whatever. I don't do that. Um, what I do is I help people who are making a transition out of a traditional, say, nine to five location based job into working in a remote position. And that could either be um, if you're employed with a company, because there are so many companies out there that will employ remote workers, um, or if you're going to freelance. And so if you freelance, you know, again, you could, you, freelancing to me is like a stepping stone into building your own online brand or business. But I'm not teaching people how to do that. I'm not teaching you how to brand yourself or build an agency. But if you want to say you're working in a company and you do, um, let's say you're, you're doing code, some sort of computer code or whatever. So maybe you want to freelance that. Maybe you want to like have your own income working for different clients. So, you know, the course can introduce you to that world as well. But it really does take you through, you know, how do you start thinking about this transition you know, what are the steps to take? Um, what are the, uh, what do you think about in terms of a budget? So I do get a bit into budgeting. Um, how do you position yourself in terms of a resume? Um, what skills do you have? I go through exercises on, you know, skills and talents and really doing like an inventory. And then I take that into your resume. And then I teach you about a couple different platforms where you can look for these jobs, apply for jobs. Um, how to actually interview online for a job, um, how to set up a, you know, a location independent office, what tools you need, what software you should probably learn. So it's, it, it covers a lot, actually. And I should also tell you that it was designed originally for people who wanted to RV. So there's definitely a little bit of the RVing content in there, but it's not heavily RVing. Um, and probably a future iteration will take that all out. But that's kind of it at a high level. There's a lot, so I don't want to just drone on and on. No, no, I think that's great. I I always say that if you don't have enough money um, to to totally quit your job and focus on building a business online, this is a good way to still have more freedom in your life Mm -hmm. while bringing in a consistent income. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can kind of support your business building efforts, even though that's not what you're specifically teaching. You're teaching the remote work aspect, but if you want to do both, this is a good way to kind of accomplish that. It is. And I find that what is 
a trend. I think it's a trend. I see it with my students and I see it out in the RV world is people say, I want to start with a remote job, right? This is a nice stepping stone. And then they sort of say, oh, maybe I could try some freelancing, right? And then eventually you get to a point where you love the freedom so much. You're like, I want to build an online business. And so it's a very typical journey that I think um, people take. And it, it can take a few years to get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to build this online business. So you're right. These are nice stepping stones and in between stages. Absolutely. And I do want to touch on really quickly your collaborations, which I've absolutely loved because in the online world, it always feels like people are kind of against each other and there's a lot Mm. of friction and in quote unquote competition, but you have kind of trampled that school of thought, <laughs> embraced other people. So tell us a little bit about the collaborations that you have going on and how that's really helped you grow. Sure. Yeah. So I am really of the mindset that you should look at people who are doing similar things to you as possible partners, as opposed to competition. I've always thought that. Um, I also have, you know, an abundance mindset, right? So it's easier for me to think that way. Like, you know, I just feel like, when you go into things like that, then you end up creating more opportunities than you do competition. So like I said, I reached out to Liz um, originally as an accountability partner. That grew into a mastermind that I led for the better part of a year with um, a few folks in it. And then, then we as a group went on to create more products. So we created a product called Blogging Camp, which is a coaching program. So it's not necessarily like an on-demand training. Um, although we're thinking about kind of doing a blend of that, but it's really coaching. You get coached from four different people who have monetized in totally different ways, which is great because instead of just going down one track of like, I have to monetize my blog or whatever, we give you so many different options that might be different based on who you are and how you want to monetize. So um, that's one product blogging camp. And then the second product we created is called full-time freedom week which is an online summit for about a week. And we just did it. It's during Thanksgiving and it's all about the RV world and uh, transitioning to RVing. And so we've done that as a partnership as well. So yeah, these, I, I love working in partnerships. I think it's just, it's, it's really fun and you learn tons. And I would, I'm, I'm betting that because you're kind of working alone. I mean, you're with your husband, but you're in an RV, you're traveling around. Entrepreneurship is already hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably enjoyed having those friends online in addition to the business benefits, but just kind of as friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. It does get lonely. Um, you know, it's a, it's a solitary kind of work that we do online and it is really nice to have something like a mastermind, which if, if folks don't know what that is, it's a group of people that get together and set goals and then hold each other accountable. There's typically a leader guiding you through that process. That, that is awesome. Or just having accountability partners where you check in every week or whatever. It's just great for the socializing, feeling like you're not alone. And of course, you grow faster when you can leverage all these you know, talented people. Yep. Accelerated growth when you do it together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that. Awesome. Camille, is there anything else that you feel about your story that we miss that you want to share with any of our listeners? I will say that if someone is listening and they're like, feeling like they want to do something like this or they, you know, are just curious about it. There's probably another voice which is telling them that they can't do it or they don't have enough money or it's not the right time or whatever. And I would say I went through all of that. We all do. And um, it's a journey. 
it just, you got to just keep showing up, doing the research, taking little steps. And eventually over time you can do it. So if anyone's like thinking they can't, I know for a fact that it can be done. I can second that. Absolutely. It can definitely be done. Uh, so where can we find you online? Sure. Well, our website is more than a wheelin.com. So there's no G on the end of wheeling. It's wheelin more than wheelin. Um, we're also on Instagram as more than a wheelin as well. Those are kind of the two top places I am. I don't do as much on Facebook. Um, I would say those two places are the best place to find me. Okay, great. And all of the, the links, uh, links to Camille's uh, freebie and her course, I will leave all of those in the show notes for anyone who's interested in checking those out. Wonderful. Camille, thank you so much for joining us today. This was fun and hopefully we'll get to talk together. I can't talk. Hopefully we'll be able to <laughs> chat again soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had a great time and it was really fun to get to talk to you in person. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Do you want 2019 to be the year that you finally create and sell a profitable digital product? I've got good news for you. The first annual Rebel Boss Virtual Summit presented by Deadline Funnel and hosted by me, Eden Freed, is coming your way this February. From February 26th through 28th, 2019, you'll hear from more than 25 of the internet's smartest and most successful digital marketers, product creators, and entrepreneurs who are sharing their best tips and tricks to help you launch your next profitable digital product. Tickets are 100% free. Just head to rebelbosses.com to grab your free ticket to the virtual summit. Again, that's rebelbosses.com to grab your free ticket to 2019's premier digital product event. See you there. Rebels, you just listened to episode 10 of the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. This interview was with Camille Attell, the very first feature in our Real Rebel series, and she really does deserve it. Camille embodies a rebel in all definitions of the word, in all meanings of what a rebel truly is, from leaving a full-time, secure, really safe job in corporate America, moving into an RV full-time and figuring out how to make money online remotely and create a website and start selling stuff online. Camille, just she has such an incredible transformation and an incredible story to share. I feel really honored to have had the opportunity to speak with her and to give her this space to share her story with all of you. And I hope that by listening to this, you have a little bit of inspiration to be risky and take chances on your dream because as Camille has indicated, it is so worth it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up.